Hey guys, welcome back to the Let's Be Real podcast. I'm Gabriella. I'm Taylor Brown. And I'm Alyssa. Why are you laughing at me? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're going to be serious. We're talking about something serious. We're talking sex, It's serious, Taylor. It is, I know. (laughs) The last session was sex, the tip of the iceberg. And Mm -hmm. so we started off and we just talked about our broken intros to sex and how we found out about sex and our mindset on sex and our perspective on sex. And so now we want to just, first of all, actually, I want to remind you guys that we just shared an analogy, a visual analogy on our Instagram, which is let's underscore be real podcast. Plug it. Right. For a second there, I was like, did I say that right? But yeah, no, yeah no, I'm pretty yeah. sure I did. <laughs> so, it's you know, good, check guys. it out. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Check it's a it visual. Uh, Taylor Brown, she just, she leads the way and it's cool beans and it's with Play-Doh. And I thought it was so cool that mm-hmm. Taylor just gave us an analogy with Play-Doh. Yeah. So we want to remind you guys to go there. And then today we have a few facts for you. You know, we're just talking the science of sex. And so, yeah, that's just, I mean, let's do it. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it guys. We're going to talk about the science of sex and we're basically going to just be talking about how the Bible, what was said 200 plus years ago, um, like secular scientists and, um, Well, let's correct it. We're not gonna redo because this is just be, this is just well, real. This is real. Two thousand years ago, did I say two thousand plus? You said two hundred. <laughs> Give the Bible its credit, Taylor. Yeah. She knows, you guys. I she knows. Two thousand. Hey, that's all right. Two thousand plus, right. guys. Right. Hey, that's all right. Yeah. Alyssa's eyes just got so big. I was like, guys. I was like, what did I? <laughs> No, give the Bible. We got to really, maybe some people don't know it's really 2,000 years ago. the Bible. No, 2,000 years this has stood its ground. I didn't know I said 200. Okay, it's okay. 2,000 plus years ago, the word said what the word said about sex and how it bonds two people together and they become one flesh. But today we're seeing that like secular science and psychology is basically affirming what the word of God has already said. Hmm. And we're going to kind of go through some of those um, facts, just simple things. You may have heard of it. You may have not. But I think it's going to be cool to kind of just lay these things out there for you guys to, you know, give you something to think about. Because now it's not just like, oh, is that really what the Bible? Is it true or is it not? No, like this is actual science. This 2000 year old book. Right. This is science and this is facts. So you can't really I've never heard most the of science. these facts before you told me so yeah. I'm pretty sure a lot of these people this is going to be some good information yeah it was a lot of fun stuff yeah I was like dang okay yeah so it's cool it's cool we're so, calling her scientist Tay today yeah no, Tay, don't Tay, call Tay, me Tay, that Tay, Tay, <laughs> Taylor the science girl <laughs> That's okay. hard. You know, Bill Nye. Get it? Come on, okay. come on no. All right. anywho we're the 90s kids out there <laughs> Okay, so basically the two main things we're going to talk about today is like why God invented it. Uh, Well, that's the main point. There's two things under that, and it's procreation, which is basically to make a family, the biology behind all that. We're not going to talk too deep into that, but the second thing is um, how sex is to bond a husband to his wife and a wife to her husband. And like I was saying earlier, um, like scientists are saying today uh, that tell us that Basically, and you guys, we're going to talk about things that are, they can, may sound uncomfortable, honestly, because mm. we're going to be saying, you know, words that you don't typically say. So like starting off, um, when you, it, one of these things is when you experience an orgasm, your brain creates a synapse, which is bonding you through your five senses to your surroundings. Mm. So that's super important because basically it's saying whatever you see, smell, taste here in that moment that you're orgasming, you're you're being connected and you're bonding to the senses around you. You're bonding to the person in front of you. You're bonding to, to the, the side, like everything about it. You're bonding 
yourself to that thing. And so that's something that's super crazy because, I mean, what do you guys think about that? Like, honestly, through experience, do you believe it? right? I absolutely know. When you gave me that fact, I was like, gosh, that makes so much sense. And I'm not going to go into it, but yeah, in a way, there are a lot of triggers that had happened for me mm-hmm. that made me think about, oh, I have to have sex right now. I'm going to make it happen. Uh, and it became an addiction and you'll kind of get into that later on and why mm-hmm. that happened. But yeah, no, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. And yeah, continue with your facts and the other facts will just kind of chemical stuff and the hormonal. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So one of the things is the fact is, um, what happens when you guys, when people have sex is, uh, the logical part of your brain shuts down during sex, mm-hmm. which is crazy because uh, <laughs> that is so true. Like, that is so true. So that's why people feel like more bold or like less inhibited during sex because the part of your brain where you have logical reasoning basically just goes on vacation. So imagine like you're feeling that way when you're sober, like your brain's already shutting down when you're sober, when you're having sex. Imagine when you're not or like when people are being are intoxicated or whatever it is. And, you know, that happens on, you know, yeah, that happens on occasion. Happens all the time. <laughs> she said on occasion, girls, every day. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So that happens and it's just crazy to think like that's important that it, this is like a something serious that yeah. that we're dealing with and something serious that we're talking about and to know that oh like your brain literally is starting to shut down because of this one thing that's a big deal um i feel like it shuts down at the thought of hmm. because mm. i all logic went out of the door for me you know at a younger yeah. age where i was just i had a craving and i wanted to you know, satisfy that craving and nothing else was on my mind until I had done that. So, I mean, I would say it shut down at the thought of just to kind of elaborate on your fact. Just, I mean, I mean, that's, I mean, that's just my reality. I don't know if that's anybody else, but yeah. So I would say also you're just not realistic or you're not Mm. thinking logically Mm. at the thought of sex outside of marriage. Wow. Okay. Second fact, (laughs) when you orgasm, your brain releases a surge of dopamine and dopamine is responsible for feelings of pleasure, desire, and motivation. So this is basically kind of like a drug yeah. in a way. And we'll get to that a little bit later. But that's that's wild. Would you say that um, you it can be addicting? Like, oh, what would yeah. you say, Gab? I would, yeah, I would say it's addicting because at one point, I mean, I, they're in a relationship. You, I mean, I've had sex multiple times, like in a day or every day. And it was just something like a part of my routine, like going to the gym, sex was Mm -hmm. a part of my routine because it was just, again, it was a craving that I had to satisfy. So definitely, definitely a drug in a way, definitely an addiction for sure. Okay. That's really good because that means that Gabby (laughs) is affirming it. She's affirming science. Yeah. Yeah. Um, third fact is uh, this is my favorite one and this one will probably be a little bit longer, but oxytocin. Have you guys ever heard of oxytocin? I have not. Okay. So Basically, oxytocin is released during orgasm and it makes you feel close to others and it promotes affection. It promotes bonding and attachment. And basically, scientists say that this is what they call sex glue. They call it the cuddle hormone. They call it the love hormone. Um, It's basically a chemical bonding glue. Oh, I want to just plug in really quick that it so your terminology with it's a glue mm. in your the visual analogy that you used and we shared on our IGTV 
is, you know, the spiritual bonding and just the invisible glue that happens when you're having sex. I mean, it, I just want to just wrap that in that like scientifically, they're saying that there is a glue that happens because of what is it? Oxytocin. Oxytocin. Yes. And also, you know, biblically, you are bonded. You are spiritually bonded. And we described it as an invisible glue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. That's good. That's good. But get th- there's more, you guys, this because is this is this good. is where it yeah. gets really, really good. And I want my ladies to listen up. Let, perk your ears up. Girls, listen, listen, listen. Um, I'm listening. Goodness, can you just tell me? Okay, so <laughs> yeah. the part of your brain where oxytocin is released is larger in women than men. So Uh-oh. this is very important. So during sexual acts... <laughs> The brain releases this chemical that causes the couple to bond on a deep level, which we're already, we're already saying that you're bonding on a deep level, but here's the, but, but the woman's brain actually is releasing more. Mm -hmm. What it, what does that tell you guys? Cause I know what it tells me, what I can, what I can assume from that. Yeah. I mean, I would just say for me, yeah, I don't know. It They're equating just, it with love, probably. Yeah, yeah, oh my goodness. Dang, I wish I had known all of this. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like for men, it's a lot easier for them to move on after like a one-night stand or something than it would be for a woman. And just from my own personal experience, yeah, it, it was always like a really painful thing after not being connected with someone that I had sex with. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as I tried to play hard and be cool, it was yeah. always a really, really, really painful, painful. thing. And yeah. in a way that just... I mean, it explains why. Yeah, that and makes guys sense just too. seem to be able to move on to one. Just hop on to the next no. one. Yeah, and it's other. hard. Excuse yeah, me, exactly. <laughs> Forgive her. Sometimes oh, she gets too passionate. No, <laughs> no but also You're not like, a hoe. You're not a hoe. also too. But guys, remember this. Like, this is just insane to me that this is why we could. This could possibly be why, which I think it. It is why, why we will see women go back to men mm. after being maybe emotionally abused, mm-hmm. yeah. maybe even physically abused, yeah, or maybe yeah. you're or not even being trash. abused. Right. Maybe huh. the man is just, just not treating you right yeah. and you're like totally okay with it. Right. And you keep going back to this guy knowing that he's not good for you, but why are you doing it? Because you're bonded, mm-hmm. you're attached to him. Right. The part that that part of your brain is releasing more oxytocin, which is bonding you so deeply to this person, yeah. which is why it's so difficult for you to move on. Yeah, and It's hard. Know, go go on, go on. So I don't know. A practical example is my mom. You know, my mm. father was abusive and she stayed in that relationship way longer than she should have. And when I have conversations with her about it, you know, the only explanation that really comes from is like, Number one, I mean, loneliness and love and all of the things that she equated with love. But sex was that bonding that she Mm -hmm. could not figure out that was there because she was just ignorant to it. And she did not know why that tie and that invisible glue was there, even though she was being beaten. Like, is that that that's insane. That's crazy to me. I am a product or. Sorry, I wasn't supposed to hit the table, and I'm supposed to be really good with the mics, but I did. But it's okay. Sorry, she's guys. She's really we, passionate right yeah. now. But uh, I don't know. I And I say that because, and this is just kind of a moment for me to just kind of humble myself for a minute, but I always judged my mom a lot. Mm-hmm. And I always just looked at her with like, I don't understand why you would be with a man, even if it was my father who was abusive. It honestly disgusted me, and I could never yeah. understand why she stayed so long and why, you know, even in later relationships where she... it was 
wasn't even physical abuse. It was emotional abuse. Mm-hmm. And she stayed. I wanted to just wring her neck out. Mm-hmm. You stupid girl. But then after learning, you know, the invisible glue and just maybe it's different for women. I would say in science, we're seeing that in women, mm-hmm. the pe- the women that I know, they stay with men that they like that don't treat them right and will literally physically abuse them or like really harm them. And they stick around. And I would say a great piece of it is because of the invisible glue and mm-hmm. the bonding that sex creates. And so, listen, you need to be careful when you're having sex. And I'm like really routed up in a way because y'all need to know how serious it is mm-hmm. and most women don't know this. So because, they are... Well, let me... Are you, no, you I'm go. I'm sorry. I just want to say this. Um, like, because we see women, like, in a cycle. Mm-hmm. It's like they're in this cycle where... You know, they, they try it out with one guy, it's all great, and then it, it breaks off, and then your heart's broken, and you're just so messed up, but then maybe you see that you meet this new guy, and maybe he's more of a rebound because you never fully healed from that other guy, and it's just like, oh, like, I like him, and all these things, and then you go, you go to that place, and you have sex, and then, and then maybe it's okay for a while, and then it falls off, and you're just so heartbroken, you're so messed up, because not only did you not heal from the first one, right. now you need to heal from the second one, and you're not dealing with it, and then you go you know now you're vulnerable you're so vulnerable now you might even be questioning your worth you might be questioning Mm -hmm. who you are what you can give what you add to someone's Mm -hmm. life your worth your value everything you're vulnerable you meet another guy and he may be a good guy but he may not have those boundaries that you need and you because you're vulnerable and you're weak you don't have those boundaries either and because you don't have those boundaries you go down that again. you go down mm-hmm. that road again yeah. and then it may be going good for a while and then boom it falls off and mm-hmm. now you're heartbroken all over again and it seems like you're back at square one and you're not you're not doing better because you're sleeping with more men right. you're you're doing worse you're actually harming yourself more because you're giving something so precious away at such a low cost mm-hmm. and you're not it, and you would think that it would make you feel more worth or make you feel more value because you're sleeping with more men because, well, oh, men love me. Men right. like this and men like that. Mm-hmm. When in reality, it's no. not like that. You know, you're probably even maybe feeling more insecure. Yeah. You're probably feeling a little, you're not really seeing maybe your worth anymore because mm-hmm. now you're questioning, what could have I done differently? Why didn't he like me? Was there another girl? Am I not pretty enough? Like what, what's going on here? Why can't I make it work? Right. And you're just broken. And I'm telling you right now, I don't know who this is for, yeah. but you need to stop dating. You need to take a break. Yeah. You need to heal because you are not well right now. You are not well. You are not healthy. You are, in, you are not in the headspace to be doing what you're doing. And this is, this is for your protection. You need to protect your peace. Mm. You need to protect yourself spiritually, emotionally, physically, and psychologically because you're not doing yourself any favors. Right by going down this road and I know that it's hard and I get it like you're stuck in a cycle and and it's so difficult but you need to remember God you need to go back to God you need to go back to the source because that's that's where you're going to find your worth that's where you're going to find your value get in a place where you are whole where you where you are more made up and you are better so that you can come and bring that into a relationship and you need to find someone else who is healthy as well right because if you don't it's going to be very difficult for you. You need to find someone who's healthy and you need to work towards your own health. Right. And like, just give yourself the time to do all of that healing. Exactly. And give yourself time to find that man and be patient, child. Just be patient. And Mm -hmm. also, I mean, another question that we'll ask and eventually we'll ask people in our community is that like, 
you, I mean, I want to, I personally want to be with a man who is not a super saint. Listen, you know what I'm saying? He don't have to be perfect. I, I understand that that yeah, desire he doesn't is there, have to be perfect. but yeah. also I want him to have the same boundaries that I want to have in my own life mm-hmm. that I want. I don't, I want to save myself until marriage. And yes, I had, I've had sex. Okay. But yeah. I, I don't want to have any more sex until I'm married. And I, I'm not going to risk getting in a relationship or dating someone who does not respect that or also desire that. Like Mm -hmm. you should want to date or, you know, be with a man who also values his relationship with God and his purity and all of those things just as much as a woman should. I feel like a lot of days nowadays, it's just a lot harder to stay pure because you like somebody, there's physical attraction, you get horny. And the, the man is also not putting his foot down on, no, Mm -hmm. we should not be having sex. And so trust me, I understand as a woman, it's very difficult. Uh, but we have women in our community who have Mm -hmm. put their foot down. And, uh, so we'll definitely talk to her and just kind of share that testimony. But also like everything with, uh, like Taylor said is very valuable, but also we are, we're being honest with you that it is a very extremely hard path to yeah, just it's like out walk of, down. Yeah. It's out of you know love. And I know that it can be taken like, Oh, well that's easy for you to say because you haven't been down that road or you don't yeah. know this and know that. But right. I, I, I would echo the same thing you say though. So they can't say, Oh, Taylor doesn't get it. Gabby gets it though. And I echo everything that Taylor just said through experience though through the mm-hmm. pain and all of those things. So yeah, Taylor, you're absolutely right. And I wish that, I mean, you could have just spoken to me and shaken me up a few years ago. Yeah. So it's I wouldn't have to go through. all out of love. All out of love. Yeah. Not judgment, no not judgment, no shame, none of that. Yeah, love. Because mm-hmm. if it was, I wouldn't be a part of it. Because I mean, if yeah, anything, facts. Taylor's talking to me right now. That's <laughs> She's facts. like, girl, you better just close your legs and just wait. <laughs> You know, but yeah. Well, also too, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but I think also like in the church, um, I think we spend a lot of time teaching women how to be wise, but we don't really teach men to be husbands. And I think <laughs> it was like, you need to be a Proverbs 31 girl because mm. that's what a wife is. Right. But we, you don't really hear a lot of people talking about, oh, well, what does it mean to be like a husband? What does right. that look like? What is, what is godly manhood look like? Mm-hmm. And so... I mean, you know, that's that's a whole thing. Like they're the out guys, there, I swear. We just don't thing. know where. Yeah, <laughs> few and far between, but right. they're out there. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, that's something that we need to focus on in the church too. Is like yeah. godly womanhood and godly manhood. Like, it's an equal thing that both parties should be working towards more godliness. It shouldn't be like one weighs more than the other. Like it seemed in the past. Like it seemed mm-hmm. throughout church culture, church yeah, history. Right now, right. Um, so yeah. Last, last, <laughs> point. last point. point, number four, having an orgasm stimulates your brain in the same way as doing drugs mm. or listening to your favorite music. That's heavy. Whoa. Think about it though. Like, let's really just kind of visualize this for a second. And you know, like heroin addicts or drug mm-hmm. addicts or alcoholism, all that stuff. You understand people wreck and ruin their whole lives over this addiction And I'm saying that you could do the same with your addiction to sex and not just toning it down. And I could just imagine the women or even the men rolling their eyes. And honestly, if, you know, we had done this six months ago, maybe I probably would be rolling my eyes too. Like y'all are making this way bigger than it needs to be. But I think really in the pit of your stomach, you know Mm -hmm. that it is as serious as we are making it out to be. We are not being religious. We are not being like really weird. This is just a reality. And I don't think that many people have heard this reality that it is and it can be an addiction and it is so detrimental to you. Just like you wouldn't allow 
allow your parent or your friend or your brother or your sister remain an al- like an alcoholic or, mm-hmm. or continue to use the needles or continue to use the drugs. I think people need to look at, you know, sex outside of marriage and having sex frequently uh, with the same weight. And I know that that sounds like crazy. I, I know yeah, it does. Yeah, it's countercultural for sure, which is... Yeah, it's it is countercultural. Yeah. It is. people Because people just don't understand it. They don't get it. But I feel like if people knew more about it and we had yeah. more conversations like this, they would think twice. Yeah. I really think like that they would think twice. Like how many people out there would say right now, I'm addicted to sex. But then like look at the choices you're making in your life. Right. Yeah. Like what are you doing every weekend? What's your goal? Right. A lot of people would say like one night stands. You and know honestly, what I mean? Good, mm. good. That's good. And an addiction does not fully always go away. I will always have to bear every single day with not hitting up a boy that's already mm-hmm. trying to holla and texting me all yeah. late and yeah. not replying to have sex. I'm not saying that even having this podcast, that it is not hard for me not yeah. to have sex with someone that I'm physically attracted to. So now I just don't even put myself in that situation mm-hmm. because I know that I can be trifling and I could just fall into old ways. Right. So I'm not even saying this, you know, like an addiction, you, you go to rehab and then you're good and you're healthy afterwards. It it's going to be a continual battle. And I just wanted to be real with you in that sense of just like, hey, we're telling you not to have sex. It's going to be extremely hard, especially if it's an addiction for you. And yeah. you just have to be okay with that fight. And, you know, in a way, that would be the thorn in your side. That is definitely the thorn, the thorn in my side, right? Yeah. So, And that's, a, that's that. important, too, is like what you were saying is like knowing yourself, too. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's important, too. Like, Gabby knows herself to the point where she's like, yeah, I probably just am not going to put myself in that situation because I know where it could go. Yeah. She's not going to play with the fire because if you play with the fire, what do they say? You get burned. Yeah. Right. Literally to the extent where, like, Alyssa and Taylor know if I'm dating someone or I'm talking to someone, Hi. if I am not an open book with them on that I relationship. I have your location, Gabby. <laughs> Legit. Like, if, you, if I'm somewhere. I'm going to call her. What house? What are you, where are you right now? <laughs> not, not that doesn't kidding. look like a familiar address. But that is a practical, you know, thing that yeah. I had to just tell my closest friends, hey, this is an issue for me. And I, like, on the low, y'all just need to be on the lookout because I am no super saint. I am human. <clears throat> Uh, and so that's a practical thing for you. If you know, or maybe you you're, you have like a pit in your stomach on just like, dang, I think that's me. I think that I have an issue with this. And it's something that you need to consider. Just tell your closest friends, like tell, mm-hmm. just have accountability. Just yes. like, be like, hey girl, listen, I am just trifling and I just want to have sex, but I'm trying not to have sex because I'm yeah. doing what God would desire me to do uh, because I do want to grow closer to God. And obviously this whole conversation is to just, you know, give you a different perspective on why you shouldn't have sex and not just throw the Bible in your face all yeah. the time. Uh, just give you a scientific you know, view. But also, yeah. it, it, let me just remind you, you know, the point of this conversation is to just point you to God. And obviously, yeah. when it is hard, you have to lean on God. You have yeah. to return to the Lord. You have to seek God. You have to pray. You have to worship. You have to do all the practical things just like, hey, I need to be practical and tell the, the closest people to me this is an issue for me. Uh, so that it does not continue to be an issue for me. You know what I'm saying? Like if mm-hmm. I knew my friend was an alcoholic, I'm not going to take her to a bar. I'm going to keep her accountable in that sense. I'm mm-hmm. just like, hey, we're not going to be around alcohol this yeah. weekend because I know you got issues. So probably, you know what? Alyssa and Taylor aren't going to take me in areas where there's a lot of attractive <laughs> We men. ain't going to the oh, yeah, just <laughs> We're not going kidding. to the, the NFL. To Home Depot. <laughs> I said, Annabelle, you said Home I Depot. Home Depot is fun. Home Depot is a spot, low key. Just a little tip, ladies. <laughs> no, no, no. We no, go to no. Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> because they trying we're to find kidding. a man. We're kidding. Like, really? hey, we got to put up this shelf. We're kidding. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're no, joking. But, but go ahead, Taylor. Sorry. But the last thing I wanted to say is also like, 
it's kind of normal. It's not normal. I'm not condoning it at all. Like I'm mm. saying you have an addiction because this was technically something that was never meant to be stopped. Mm -hmm. So technically, if we're going by the word, ideally, we were supposed to wait till marriage. And then in marriage, you weren't supposed to like put a cap on it unless, you know, there's scripture to go on all that kind of stuff. I'm not going to get into all that, but like you were meant to keep having it. You know, yeah. you were meant to keep having sex all the time, every day. <laughs> but like, if you didn't go, go down, crazy. exactly. Like if you didn't go down that route and you experienced that outside of marriage, well, yeah, then it's going to, it's And you created an addiction. Well, yeah, it's going to be mm -hmm. hard because your body wasn't created to not do it after it started doing it. So yeah. now Especially you kind of have to, people. exactly. So now you have to fight that and you have to work your way to like, yeah, keep getting past it because you open that can of worms in a way and yeah. yeah, but I'm just saying, I understand why someone may have an addiction to it because that's kind of how your body was wired. Right. Yeah. So again, that's the good um, thing to point them to the Play-Doh metaphor. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So like that soul Instagram. tie, that's mm. a really good representation of like, you're really like ripping, ripping your soul from Dang. another person's soul. Like that's not ever supposed to happen. You were mm -hmm. supposed to stay one with that person to become one and mm -hmm. just that's it forever. Yeah. But we're right. tearing, tearing it apart. And tearing and tearing, yeah. Yeah. That's Anything deep. Else? We all Shoot. Those that are a We don't yeah. take a deep breath. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did we get all the points across? But I think we did. I just have a couple verses and like, that's really it. Go yeah. for it. Um, Give us the zero. Bible, girl. Let's Go ahead. Pastor. So the first verse is Genesis 1, 27 through 28. I'm going to go to it right now. Um, and this is based off of what we said, why God invented sex. First one is procreation. So in Genesis, it said, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blesses them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish, the sea, and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So that right there, um, the whole be fruitful and multiply, that's part of procreation, creating mm -hmm. a family, multiply, that type of thing. So have sex if you're married. Have yes. fun. <laughs> Make all them kids. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, second one is Mark 10, six through nine, and this is based off of a man bonding to his wife, wife bonding to her husband through sexual acts, and it is Mark 10, six through nine. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. Mm. So oh, I, I pulled up the message version because sometimes I just like that visual a little good. better. Yeah. So what is it? It goes, but forming a new unity because God created things or because God created this organic union of the two sexes. No one should desecrate his art by cutting mm. them apart. Wow. Dang. So it is art? Shoot, masterpiece. Mm. <laughs> Y'all creating art. <laughs> so, you know, and you know, cutting them apart. And that just Shoot. goes back to our analogy that we shared on the Instagram and in our IGTV. But yeah, you are cutting each other apart. Yeah. You are one and you are literally cutting two of you into two pieces again after you've had sex. That mm -hmm. is a really brutal analogy for me to understand. And yeah, it's spiritual, but also when I think of things tangibly, and I like to because it just brings the word to life for me. And my pastor taught me to do that. Just kind of just go in the moment and just try and visualize what you're reading. Imagine 
two people being cut in half. It sounds brutal, but yeah. that's just real. Wow. That pain that they're feeling when they break up, it's real. Like that, it t- almost turns into Ugh, physical pain that's for how some it people. Feels, dude. Yeah. A mm. broken heart, man. That is excruciating. It was cut. Pew, pew. Oh my God. Yeah. You got any other verses? No, those are just the two for the two main points. But what I do want to share, since we're talking Bible, so if you go to Joel 2.25, I need to find it. Uh, and this is just some encouragement. Ooh, good. And I, like I just that. went to it a few days ago, and I really loved it. Let me go out of the message version so I can read it to you properly. And maybe, Taylor, you can go to the message version. So You say what? Two, Joel 2.25 to 27. And it goes... I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the hopper, mm. the destroyer, and the cutter, my great army which I sent among you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dwelt wondrously with you, and my people shall never again be put to shame. And mm. I just love that because it's, I mean, j- that's just a verse for me, right? So when it says, <clears throat> I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, mm. I just love that because I've, I mean, obviously I, you know, in my past I've had sex and I've had just a, a lot, I feel like a lot of years were wasted, you know, doing the wrong things and just creating a lot of bonds and attachments that were never supposed to be there. And I'm still suffering from the pain of those things and just the result of all of those poor decisions, for example, having sex. And so when I read the word of God and at the end it says, you know, uh, and my people shall never again be put to shame. I put myself to shame and I condemn myself a lot about how much sex I've had and how many people I've had sex with. And, you know, later on having an abortion in my life because of sex and things like that. So for me, it's a really encouraging scripture to know that the Lord will restore all of those years, you know, all of those interactions, all of that bonding, all of those things, God will redeem that that space for you and heal you. And he has redemption and a plan for mm-hmm. you, regardless of all of the things that you have done, all of the sex that you have had. If you've been promiscuous, you were made clean and white and pure in God's eyes. And once you continue to return to the Lord, he will grant that promise to you in a way. Yeah. But first, but first I had to return to him but first I have to go I had to go to God and repent you know it says he says what is it repent is just uh ask for forgiveness and sin Mm -hmm. no more I couldn't go to God and continually continuously be like Lord I'm so hurt by this and I you know I have so much shame about how much sex I've had and then at one point I got convicted because I kept going after I would have sex after I would watch pornography or do those things I would go back to God and I would plead for forgiveness I'd be like oh my goodness I'm so sorry I'm never gonna do it again it would continue to happen and so I had to fight to like repent ask for forgiveness and then not do it again I had to really 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 fight and I'm just being real with you guys that it is a really really hard struggle not to basically tap into the drug that I was addicted to and so when I read the word like the Lord will restore you know all of the years that the swarming locust has eaten that is just such a beautiful promise for me because I'm banking on that I'm so grateful that God met me where I was I'm so grateful that God came down in man form and he was crucified Jesus was crucified for my sins and that I have purity in Christ and that I am made new because Mm -hmm. of that and it should just be encouraging to you so when you do feel shame or condemnation and as we talk about these things I just never want to hit you guys with shame I never want to make you feel bad for those decisions we just want to bring it to life for you and we want to have this conversation to encourage you and kind of pull you away from those habits and show you the severity of them so you don't have to continue to be in the pain that you're in because mm-hmm. I know the pain that you you're enduring I know the pain that you've experienced I understand it so like just know that there is redemption and there's restoration mm-hmm. for you and all of that good stuff but it's in Jesus Christ and you Amen. have to first yeah. return to the Lord you know Yes. And this is for everybody. Gabby's talking to everybody, men and women. I know in this podcast, sometimes it seems like we may only be talking to women. And, um, like, I just want to say like to the men out there too, 
I know it sounds weird, like, oh, you can be pure and right and good. And it sounds a little feminine. Um, but like for guys, like you guys are, you're good enough. Like you have what it takes yeah. and you can be right before God. Like you, you, you can get there. Like you're strong enough. Like you, you have it. And, and, but only with God, like only with God. And you mm. have to remember that, you know? So I don't know. I just like to say that too, because I don't know. I just feel like we live in a world where like women are really praised, which is good. I like that. But I also want to give our men encouragement mm -hmm, too, because I just sure. think that's imp important. Um, so yeah. So Gabby's talking to everybody, men and women. All of you. All Hello. of you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Oh my no, God. but yeah. But we love you guys so much. We cannot wait for the next session to go live. So stay tuned, follow along, subscribe, you know, rate, comment, do all the things on our podcast uh and on our instagram you know this is the let's be real podcast and we love you guys so much and uh we'll yeah. see you guys soon see bye. ya bye